Hey everybody, it's me, Hugh. It's Liquid Lunch. I've got Rose here as my co-host today. My special co-host. Hi, Hugh. It's nice to be back. It's been a long time. It's great to uh, it's great to do uh, the show with you as always because uh, every time we do it with you, we have the best guests and we have some of really course. special guests in the studio yes. here today. Yes. You want to take it away, Rose? Well, I definitely like to make the introductions because uh, this, these are people that are very close to my heart for the work they're doing in the world and also uh, just being uh, such heart-centered people. We have Dr. Ibrahim Karim with us. Uh, welcome, uh, Ibrahim, and his Hello, daughters, Rose. Doria and Lila. And uh, it's uh, the first time we've, uh, Ibrahim, we've had you on the show a few times Several before. Times, yes. Yes, and uh, you're an honored and treasured guest here always. Well, thank you, Rose. And it's the first time we've had uh, your daughters, some of your family members uh, at the show as well. So yes. that's very quite special too. Yes, today is a special day. <laughs> it's a very special year, yes. day because you are the founder of the science of biogeometry. And although we've had you on the show before, yes. uh, some of our listeners don't know. So we'll ask you to make a brief introduction as okay. to what it is. And then, uh, as I understand, it's also becoming a little bit of a family dynasty. <laughs> Yes. So, <laughs> and there's some new stuff that we're looking forward to talking yes, about. Yes, absolutely. Today, so. Okay, well, this this year actually, we're celebrating in September 45 years of biogeometry. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. And I think yes. I think we need to give you a little round of applause. Yeah, yeah. I thought it went back to the pyramids. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we're going to celebrate twice. We'll do first celebration in end of September toward the end of September and the last week we'll do it in Montreal yes and then we'll do a second celebration in Egypt so wow. so there with the pyramids and the temples and all that oh wow I, I think you meant to say 7,045 years of <laughs> yeah wow. in Egypt w when we do it there then it's 7,045 years of biogeometry she's right oh yeah. my goodness it's only 45 years in Canada yeah <laughs> oh, wow 45 yeah. <laughs> does this mean that uh, when you say that because I know also you have a book that's entitled Back to the Future of Mankind yes and there's the indication already that we're picking up previous knowledge and reintroducing it to the world. Have you added anything to that with biogeometry? Well, you see, you cannot discover ancient secrets that can take us to a future yeah. unless you yourself discover them in your modern paradigm today. Mm. You can't just go and learn things from them. You have to have the key. Mm -hmm. You have mm -hmm. to work yourself. Yes. You see, nothing comes like that as a present. You work yourself. Right. For example, we saw in uh, papyrus uh, in Egypt that are maybe, it's called the medical papyri that are uh, from 3000 BC. Yes. You see, they have uh, pictures of where they open the skull like that and they're working inside it. Mm -hmm. And the spritten uh, brain operations and they have all the uh, surgical mm -hmm. tools. Mm -hmm. But we said, that's impossible. That's maybe mythological, they're speaking about illumination and things mm -hmm. like that. Then about 40 years ago, we were able to do mm -hmm. the first brain operation. Mm -hmm. The moment we were able to do it, aha, we go and look back and look at all those uh, medical writings uh, and reliefs, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden we say, well, maybe they could be true. So we go to the museum, we x-ray the mummies. Mm -hmm and find that many mummies had brain operations, tumors removed and everything and all that. Wow. But you had to have 
the key here because otherwise uh, your knowledge is what actually uh, forms a barrier Mm-hmm. You know, and this is it. Knowledge is a good thing. It brings a lot of information, but it creates a barrier against some other type of information. So that, that's the, the sort of a double blade thing of, of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And uh, for that, I'd go. The next step would be to how this applies to the worldview of biogeometry. Yes. Today, if you look at mainstream. Uh, science or mainstream treatments and all that and compare them with the new energetic methods mm-hmm. you would think they're two poles that are far apart mm-hmm. in reality no in reality the walls of knowledge mm-hmm. have kept them enclosed mm-hmm. together in one paradigm mm-hmm. and that paradigm is working with the law of the opposites always mm-hmm. any problem is overactivity or underactivity and we balance it with the opposite and we read the proper dose. So the same paradigm actually that worked for mainstream science when we started all the alternative or complementary things, we were imprisoned by that wall of that same paradigm. Mm-hmm. Now, in biogeometry, we break the wall. We go outside. And so that means outside time and space, mm-hmm. outside the laws of duality Mm -hmm. because once you go outside Mm -hmm. you understand that people have been outside all the time only we were not aware Mm -hmm. you see well I think here that if I have a problem and I need the opposite to just to balance it but it has to be a certain dosage otherwise I'd have uh, a problem in the opposite direction Mm -hmm. then I look and I find but in ancient temples, you have sacred power spots where the temples were there, and you can go in and stay as much as you want there. How come this type of healing, this natural energy coming from the earth and all that... You don't overdose. You don't yeah. overdose. You can stay as much as you want. It goes beyond time and space. It doesn't follow the laws of duality. So you think, well, it was always there. We just never looked at it. But to me, it was natural because... My background as an architect, I know exactly where I come from. I, I teach uh, ancient history of architecture through monuments and things like that. Mm-hmm. So when I started studying the other things, I came with that open uh, paradigm. Mm-hmm. Now, in that open paradigm, you know, we have the physical body. Mm-hmm. Then you have your vitality, your emotional, your mental. All these are extensions, subtle energy extensions mm-hmm. around your physical body. So instead of looking at it through the existing paradigm where me and the environment and how to interact with it, I look at it as I am that environment Mm -hmm. because the emanations in that environment are my subtle energy. Mm -hmm. There are some levels in your energy Mm -hmm. that go kilometers and kilometers. And there are some very deep levels in the heart that resonate with the whole universe to the end of the universe. So in reality, your perception of your environment, even your own perception of the whole universe, is a projection from your brain and from your senses and is projected outside, you see. That's why 
people didn't understand in ancient times when they said uh, the earth is the center of the universe and then we thought that no Galileo and all that came and said no it's the sun the earth revolves around the sun well he didn't say anything new because 5000 BC they were sailing around the, uh, the world so they knew exactly where the sun was and where the pyramid was that was not a problem but why do we say we are the center of the universe because in perceived reality the center of projection is you and how you are affected by the angles and the motion of the spheres mm -hmm. is the angles related to your position here. So from, an, from a subtle energy or esoteric point of view, your heart is the center of the universe. So you are the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. You know, Dr. Kareem, I'm, just, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of information these days where even astrophysicists when they look at the universe, are seeing that we really are at the center of the universe. So this idea that we're just a small, insignificant planet on the edge of a galaxy out in the middle of air, in nowhere is now being, we're coming back to the point yes. of view, even from a scientific point of view, that we really are maybe because at the center of the everything you are aware of is projected from your brain, see? This perceived reality is projected onto the absolute reality that has so many other dimensions. Mm -hmm. So the perceived reality must be something that's projected from somewhere and is projected. You are the projector. Mm -hmm. So you are the center anyhow. So if you look at yourself, I am the environment. That's a new paradigm, a new worldview. And this is where biogeometry starts. Because if you look today, at all the existing sciences, if you look at homeopathy, if you look at uh, acupuncture, if you look at all that, you don't take into consideration the environment. You're not looking at the person in front of you as he is the environment. You're looking at him as if he's a physical body. But if you take a person and do whatever you're diagnosing, if you're using uh, acupuncture meridians or doing something, if you just... Uh, that person's facing that direction, if you place him in that direction, you already have a completely different uh, uh, diagnosis of the body because he is the environment. Mm -hmm. He is not separate that you can diagnose him. Mm -hmm. when, uh, whatever direction you put him in, whatever you do, he is the environment. Mm -hmm. And that means biogeometry here mm -hmm. is a new science that deals with the environment from the, the center from that center of projection that is in the center of your heart or in the center of everything, and then you deal with the whole energetic uh, levels, all the levels in the universe as one energetic unity, and you are part of it. So you are speaking about, I am the environment. When you say, I am the environment, that means that your five senses, whatever I see, whatever I hear, and all that, there's an information exchange, but it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually not only the environment, why well, I'm saying I am the environment, but I am actually an active transforming agent mm -hmm. of all the subtle energy systems in that environment. Mm -hmm. So I hold a huge responsibility towards the, revolution, uh, the evolution of that environment because through my five senses, I not only project it outside, but I'm also responsible for its proper development. Mm -hmm. 
that's a paradigm that's very important in biogeometry, mm -hmm. how to project through a certain, in our case, through a certain design language, how to project harmony into that environment of which we are the center and of, of which we are responsible. And that's why biogeometry is actually not teachings, not doctrines, not all that. Biogeometry is action. Mm -hmm. That's why when we speak biogeometry is action, that means we combine science and spirituality here are one. Mm -hmm. Because to us, spirituality, uh, any spiritual system in the world, we sum it in one word, excellence, excellence of action. Mm -hmm. So biogeometry, when we go into biogeometry, we are producing uh, results for existing problems that cannot be solved otherwise. Mm -hmm. So biogeometry is very practical. Mm -hmm. Spirituality actually can be measured by the degree of excellence of action. Mm -hmm. That is a measure of spirituality. Mm -hmm. Irrelevant in an abstract way, in a very abstract way. Mm -hmm. And that is the, the worldview that biogeometry brings that is separate from all existing worldviews mm -hmm. and that enables us when I say I am the environment, then I can actually easily change it because I am the environment. Mm -hmm. So I have the power to change it. And that's where we start off on our projects. Mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's pretty comprehensive and profound and, and empowering. Empowering and at the same time, as you say, we all have a responsibility. When you say excellence in action, uh, are you referring to, let's say, action of the heart? Do you know what I mean? Versus, yes. not not what you do. No, no. It's a very it's a very simple thing. Mm -hmm. Your mind is only aware about one percent mm -hmm. of absolute reality. Our senses capture just very few ranges, mm -hmm. and so our perceived reality is about one percent of the mm -hmm. total. Now, how can you bring? Uh, harmony or balance in the perceived reality if your mind is only aware of 1%. Mm -hmm. So you cannot actually bring harmony into 99% because you don't perceive it. But unfortunately, that 99% that you do not perceive mm -hmm. is what is running. All the laws that govern your body, that govern your life, are in the 99%. You do not perceive the powers of nature, the laws of nature. Mm -hmm. So how can I produce excellence of action that means ultimate harmony that means the action I do is not in perfect balance in my perceived reality that would mean much balance mm -hmm. with the 1% no I want it to be in perfect balance with the 99% also so that means I need the laws from those 99% to come in to whatever action I do so that those doors or those laws that come in through the doors I open enter into my action. So my action is actually in harmony and in total balance with all other even dimensions in the future, in the past or anywhere that exists in the universe. Only when you bring all that balance into your everyday actions, this is true spirituality. Spirituality is excellence of actions. That means every action you do, when you raise your hand like that, you are not doing it. It's the whole universe who is doing it with you. Mm -hmm. And when you reach that step 
where every action is the universe, universe doing it with you, then I call that excellence of action, you see. And that, to me, is actually the essence behind all beliefs, behind all religions, behind everything. That's the essence that we reach, excellence of action, excellence of interaction. Ex once that becomes part of your life, that means you are the universe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a great idea, right? But how do we, you know, there must be a method or a process or something where we can, uh, because, you know, open ourselves up to that 99% somehow yes. but without you being see, aware of it. If it was difficult, yeah. it wouldn't be the true universal laws working through us so because universality is something very easy <laughs> universality is something is a lot of fun is a lot of pleasure is a lot it that is universality so we teach you in biogeometry very simple design principles when you apply those design principles to any activity yeah. the laws of the design principles very, very simple we do them in our courses in, in a week, we already change your paradigm. And then uh, in a second week, we already show you uh, advanced applications, you see. So the whole thing is, uh, in biogeometry, is you tell me what you said is very nice. Now show me. Mm -hmm. See, show me. I have this problem, or I have that problem, mm -hmm. or I have a whole city here where people are complaining from electrosensitivity, or I have uh, uh, animals here who are being fed antibiotics and chemicals and all that, and they're d disturbing our health. Or I have l lots of mental uh, disabilities and have things like that, and we cannot cope with them. Now, we want solutions to that. So instead of telling me about how I am the universe, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. show me if I'm the universe, if I'm that great, mm -hmm. <laughs> and each one of us is, yeah. It's just a change of awareness. Well, show me how I can apply it to solve my everyday problems that are going to bring humanity down the drain because the age of information, for example, with all the electromagnetic radiation, w will just end life on Earth. And that's just one just one problem that can end life <laughs> on Earth, right? <laughs> like, like one of them, yes. So by jumping here, so you tell me, show me, give me a solution for this, give me a solution for that. And that's where we come in. We come in with this new paradigm, because we know the old one didn't work. We come with this new paradigm where you are responsible for the evolution of the universe. And if that means you are the universe, save it and you save yourself. Destroy, you are not free anymore to say, I can do what I want, you see. I can mm -hmm. do what I want, what do you care? If I do this, if I eat unhealthy, if I do the wrong thing, what does that have to do with you? Freedom is being able to do what I want. Yeah. That's not freedom, that's being a prisoner of your own point of view. And that's not freedom. Freedom is being able to move out and move along the laws of universal harmony. That's mm -hmm. real freedom. And in biogeometry, we give you the tools. I mean, we've spent so many years putting it together and then simplifying it at the end, you say, I have this problem, I need the tools to go and solve it. And we've shown, uh, I'll let my daughters give you an idea about the different projects and we can show you 
that for us, solving all those unsolvable problems, this is what biogeometry really is. It's this new paradigm. And I'm sure that many uh, new sciences will follow along that uh, paradigm. So in your and your, uh, I actually had a list of questions for you today, but you've already addressed so many of them. Uh, so biogeometry then goes beyond, uh, you know, the, the whole uh, notion of excellence and action, and that being uh, uh, a beautiful definition for spirituality, actually, that I think everybody can relate to in an empowering way. Uh, we could we could think that that comes all from the inside, following the heart, being aligned, following your higher guidance. But now we see, no, there are things in the environment that affect our ability, possibly even to do that, because things in our environment have been created outside of the laws of harmony yes, of nature. But you see, now, what we said now could be uh, a very spiritual introduction, mm -hmm. but in reality. Mm -hmm biogeometry is, when I say the word excellence, that means spirituality is excellence, I mean it because the word excellence means action. Mm -hmm. And action is taking you beyond belief. Mm -hmm. It's taking you into everyday life. Mm -hmm. So now you're putting yourself into science, mm -hmm. into technology, mm -hmm. because that's what's your action today? Is your, your modern technology, science, and all that. Mm -hmm. So when I say the ultimate spiritual presence of everything is excellence that means this excellence brings the spiritual at the core of your scientific being and at the core of your uh, uh, the products of modern technology you see mm -hmm. so we can't say anymore that it's spiritual mm -hmm. or it is scientific because in ancient civilizations they didn't have that mm -hmm. they didn't divide they no didn't division. have those separations yeah all right if you went to an ancient egyptian and went there and he lives in total harmony with the laws of nature. Mm -hmm. And you come and tell him he's living in that total harmony. You come and speak about health. He look at you. You come and ask him about his belief. Mm -hmm. What's your religion? Uh, do you believe mm -hmm. uh, in this, in that? Well, he is one with the universe living in total harmony. And every action he does is a manifestation of all those laws together. And you come and ask him questions like that, he wouldn't even know because he's on the inside. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's what or where we want to go. Okay. And that's how we can solve all our problems. That's how we can transform mm -hmm. all our scientific achievements mm -hmm. into something for humanity. Yeah. So updating the sciences, bringing in new sciences that take into consideration uh, the laws of harmony of nature, whereas so far uh, we've been sidestepping them really. You don't need to bring in new sciences. To dominating them. No, you don't need to bring new sciences. Yeah. All you have to do is just sort of have a wider mm, look perspective. at what you're doing. Let's say you're developing your science, like I said in the beginning, you have the walls of knowledge. Don't think I know it all and that's the way sh it should be done, you know. Mm -hmm. No, open those doors and say once and for all, I'm opening to a new paradigm now. Mm -hmm. The old paradigm where the human being is to be kept out of the formula so that the formula is called objective and called scientific mm -hmm. and called measurable. Mm -hmm. uh, I move out and say, the human being should be part of the formula. Mm -hmm. Because what is the true definition of science? Mm -hmm. Science is observation. Mm -hmm. 
that's science. Mm -hmm. You observe a phenomena, a phenomena that repeats itself, you observe it, observe the steps leading to it, that is science. Mm -hmm. So when an animal uh, goes and he's sick and goes to drink from a well, mm -hmm. and then he goes to that well, and then he feels healthy at the end, he goes again, and then the rest of the herd comes again. Mm -hmm. If from the first time he goes and drinks and he's not better, he won't come again. So even the animals before the dawn of humanity, they were scientists mm -hmm. because science is observation. Mm -hmm. So means the observer is what makes the phenomena with the steps scientific. Mm -hmm. It's through the presence of an observer, mm -hmm. you see. So how come you need the observer to say this is scientific phenomena? And then you develop science after a few thousand years and you say, I want the observer outside the formula. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to build a scientific world, but I don't want the human being in it. And now we're paying the price for that. Mm -hmm. We want him back in. Uh. Well, even science with the quantum theories, that's is starting to see that, is yeah. that the observer affected the outcome it's starting of to see the experiment. That, yeah. So we do need to bring it mm -hmm. back. And uh, as you're saying, the observer is is the environment anyway yeah right? and he is science mm -hmm. what is science science is the observer mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the one you took out of science mm -hmm. <laughs> actually yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so let's get practical with this <laughs> okay now, because right. uh, it's uh, i mean it, it sounds very uh, optimistic that we can any of us can any anybody who's concerned about global problems yes you know what, what's nuclear weapons, pollution, chemtrails, whatever, um, can actually have an impact. It yeah. doesn't have to rely on everybody else climbing on board. No. But how do we do that? Well, I'll tell you something. We, first of all, if you are the environment, and that's the new paradigm, not like the old paradigm where I interact with the environment. No, I am the environment. And that, that takes you into a whole new level of responsibility. So first of all, like you just said now, by living the proper life on every level from the vitality, physical vitality, emotional, mental, and all that, each person is actually actively changing the environment by living properly on all those levels. Mm -hmm. But then we, from there, we go into uh, some collective things. For example, we see that one of the problems we have now uh, is problems with what we eat. What we eat is actually uh, killing us. Today you have so many epidemics around the world and so many things are rising every day in percentage and that's mostly because of all the synthetic things that we put in our food, in our drinks, all. So this is one of the fields where we say we have to go in there. Uh, another one is the profilation of electromagnetic radiation. This is another uh, place where we have to go in there to protect people. And so we have so many products from the individual level, from the slow, uh, smallest level to the biggest level in doing that. In Canada, for example, uh, I'll let uh, my daughter tell you about this. Uh, we've been actually producing for the first time in the world uh, antibiotic and chemical-free chicken for the past three years in Quebec. 
And when I say completely chemical-free antibiotic, you know, everybody says I'm doing antibiotic chicken and things like that, but they are either speaking of they took away the human antibiotics or they took away the preventive antibiotics but not the therapeutic ones, or uh, they keep the vaccinations. Or None is, is really antibiotic, but what we say is everybody stay out, whatever, call it what you call it, we don't want it, you see. Just leave the chicken alone. We will yeah, leave them alone. We will just put uh, some biogeometry shapes and enhance the energy of life there and watch what you get. And uh, Dorea has been responsible for that project for the past three years, and she's successfully producing it in Quebec, and we hope that it expands in other places. But we've been doing it for th uh, three years now. No, I I'm just that sounds great. It sounds like an easy job because you just have to leave the chicken alone, right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, one of the big concerns is because we have a lot of people to feed, right? People are concerned about uh, yields of agricultural, uh, and so I'm I'm interested, like, how are the yields on these chickens well, and the cost, right? Well, what separates this from um, because when we talked about there are people producing antibiotic for chicken, there are people producing. But we're talking about a commercial scale. Mm -hmm. So actually, this was at a commercial scale. And we are, um, what was really neat is we worked with this company. It was actually a biogeometry student who felt oh. the same way that you did. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, what he said is he went to this company and he basically badgered them for six months until they said, fine, we'll do research with this company. So we produced chickens without antibiotics um, with them or chemicals or vaccinations with them for about six months. And that was supposed to be the end of the research. Mm -hmm. um, but they being a commercial company in Quebec and seeing that we could keep the same weight, if not make it better, keep the same mortality rate, they offered us actually a commercial contract to take on their farms and produce wow. these chickens without antibiotics. So we could do the same thing with agriculture. And the reason actually that this student was able to get um, this research is in Egypt, We um, this was actually in Egypt, you can do your master's or your PhD in biogeometry. And that's phenomenal. That's yeah. quite an accomplishment. Yeah, we're uh, uh, accepted academically Yeah, very strongly. Yeah. Th that's such an important point to make because yeah. I think many people might not be aware of uh, how, how far the world has evolved, or at least the world that you're involved in, yeah. that you've created and contributed to. This is now... Uh, way beyond uh, it's uh, it's not dabbling it's scientific it's proven there's yeah. research it's accredited there's a PhD yeah. program yeah and we have patents even in North America we have patents on our work we have uh, done some masters also in, in European mm -hmm. universities so it's it's uh, slowly catching up uh, academically yeah. yeah and you find that in the in the 45 years has there been a, a a a big change in terms of the acceptance do you have to fight less to get in to make the point known no i want to tell you one nice thing about <laughs> what really helped by geometry from the first day i went publicly with by geometry a sort of a love affair started between me and the media and when this happens, this is something God-given, you know. It's something you, you can't, it's not something you can promote or you can market. Or, uh, it just, you see, we never did any marketing mm -hmm. at all. It's just one day, 
somebody came and said, I want to make, let's make a program about biogeometry. And the moment it was aired on TV, a, a kind of love affair started. And uh, in the 45 years, I haven't seen one program where somebody came in the program or phone call or something who attacked wow. or who belittled or something like that. It was always something uh, very, very positive. Now, I was in Egypt now after an absence of three years. I went down there, and I can't tell you it's the same love affair with the media. It's as if, you know, I had left my wife for three years and I'm coming back home. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I have to be every day here and there on the media and do that because it's like, you know, really, uh, where have you been? You know, I, I, it's like somebody belonging to them. And I think that... Uh, uh, it shows the media, yeah. no, and the media has a huge responsibility in the world of really uh, helping and promoting the right things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, what's interesting about that, I'm thinking, because here we are, we're talking about using principles of biogeometry to increase chicken yields, and you're saying it can be used in other agriculture. And Dr. Kareem, I'm guessing correct me if I'm wrong, but you could apply it to economic problems, to social problems, yes. to environmental problems. Do you want to just talk a little bit okay. about that? Because we've got a lot of those problems everywhere. You see, we, uh, one of the things that we noticed when we did our first regional project in Switzerland with electrosmog, the, the first one was in Hamburg, uh, in St. Gallen, the second was in, in uh, Hirschberg, in uh, 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 in Appenzell and we noticed not only did l let's say the health problems with the animals uh, with the human beings and all that all those things got better migrating birds came back uh, wild animals came back to the forest and all that but then there was something strange that we hadn't anticipated and that was the uh, psychic mental change that happened to those people when we applied biogeometry. You know, first of all, for example, when the people went in with the questionnaires, it was an independent institution run by a medical doctor from the parliament, and Dr. Yvonne Gili, she, she went with her medical team, and then the people would say, I have other complaints that I want to write that are not in your questions. So they would say, for example, I'm not enjoying life. Just a very simple statement. I'm not enjoying my life. I don't have economical problems. My work is perfect. Everything is perfect. I'm just in not enjoying it. And uh, they would love to uh, they would tell him, is the government's role to make you happy? He said, exactly. Exactly. You should make me happy. <laughs> you, you are doing something to me. Uh, or an, another person says, I don't have the will anymore. I can't face problems. I don't have the will to start new things. Or aggressiveness. You know, I can't stand my neighbor. It was a whole way. The whole society was very, very negative and very aggressive. Now, when we installed the bijumped solution, a change happened in those people. First of all, they started being peaceful with each other, collaborating in doing things. Uh, the person who said, uh, I'm 
don't enjoy life all of a sudden a week later says oh now I'm enjoying life that was before you know b before they came to us now we're enjoying life now I have the will for project or some of them were getting divorced uh, after 50 years of marriage or things like that old people and you come to them and they say no no, no that, all that's finished no 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 we're back to the old days now and so we noticed a very big change in society we tried that here in one project here in Toronto there was a, a, a big uh, commercial business here and they came to us and said that w we have lots of problems the employees uh, are always against each other uh, sick leaves are increasing and all that it's affecting our economy mm -hmm. so we went and made that as a research project for the students and we had a course here, and they went. I think that was in 2007, something like that. We went there. We did uh, by Geometry Solutions. And a few days later, the people came and said, I don't know what, what you did. Everything is working to the better now. Our production is getting better just because the people can stand each other. I mean, there were two directors there sitting face-to-face -face their desks like that, who come at 8 o'clock in the morning till 5 o'clock in the evening and they don't speak to each other at all. If, some, if one of them wants something, he writes on, on a memo and <laughs> it was that bad. Tense. And so imagine now doing that to a whole society. You could really change the people's outlook towards their life. Well, if you take the aggressiveness out. We actually had a thesis. So you can restore yeah. brain chemicals without actually resulting to any uh, mm -hmm. uh, chemical drugs and that means not only people who have depression I mean people have depression or any other dependency you could give them an environment where you restore the chemical activity in the brain and that was actually these kind of projects mm -hmm. postgraduate projects, doctor's degrees and all that, they gave me l let's say the weapons that when I was asked to enter into the special needs projects and all that, I had a lot of research behind me. Maybe because they saw the research, they came to me. But we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that uh, project, yeah. So just for anybody who doesn't know, can you, in a, in, in a, in a sentence, uh, describe what these biogeometry tools are that you're applying? Is that, uh, you're, Lila? Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because we didn't explain that biogeometry is a science of shape. Yes. So, <laughs> and we live in this environment full of shapes and, and we don't understand it. It's this language of design around us. Mm -hmm. So with biogeometry, we sort of um, discover the blueprint mm -hmm. of shapes and uh, how to connect back to natural shapes. So, so the tools, everything that we use are specifically designed shapes that give out certain energy qualities that affect the environment. 
So whether we all have okay. those shapes on us. Yes, <laughs> lovely. Exactly. I on me right okay. now. Oh yes. Right. So, yes. <laughs> yes. You, ha- you have it. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yes. And that's the one for. Uh, this is the ele- electromagnetic. Electromagnetic. Uh, yeah. So it's protection, protection. from electromagnetic yeah. fields. So there's shapes that are. are you got one too. Well, I've got a bunch. You know, I've got like a whole <laughs> yeah. set here, <laughs> yeah. and each one of those works. So so there's what we call by signatures. And these are the energy patterns uh, related to the organs of the body. So how the energy flows in each organ in certain patterns. And so when you have the correct pattern, you can resonate and it strengthens the original patterns in the body. So that's kind of how it works. So it's a whole science of specifically scientifically designed shapes that we, re- we tried so many times, did so many tests to see how they affect everything in the environment and the human being on so many levels Mm -hmm. and that's how when you get it right you get the results so you with all this uh, bombarding of so many new energies and electromagnetic fields you're sort of trying to to bring back harmony into the environment through shapes so okay. every single you, project, yeah. different shapes That's are used. I mean, so it can be applied. I mean, it's limitless. Yeah. You're applying it to Everything. human beings directly with yes. biosignatures, plants, animals, yeah. buildings. Yes, imagine the chicken, actually. Now. The chicks, when the newly born chicks are put in that commercial environment, mm-hmm. uh, th- there is a huge emotional, mental stress on the chick from the moment mm-hmm. it's put in there mm-hmm. until... The 38 days of the cycle, uh, it's just one huge emotional stress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So imagine if we go in there and take that off. Mm-hmm. Take that, the, then they change. It's not only you're eating antibiotic-free chicken. Actually, this chicken now has this kind of mm-hmm. energy, this harmonizing energy, mm-hmm. that if you eat it, it's going to raise your immunity. It's going to, to help restore the chemicals in the brain, restore the body just by eating the healthy food. That's the way it was intended. Mm-hmm. That's uh, sort of restoring your connection with the earth again. Mm-hmm. Because but it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's using this new science. Yeah. It's, it's applying the, this new science. By geometry, it's actually the forming proce- process of nature. We're applying the laws from the forming process of nature. Mm-hmm. That means the laws that bring life into whatever you're doing. Because to us, nothing is dead. Everything is alive. But sometimes it, it, life stagnates in things, like tap water, for example, comes, it goes through the pipes and all that, and instead of being the source of life, it becomes... Uh, a stale thing that doesn't uh, affect you and sometimes even harms you. Mm-hmm. Now, with biogeometry, we put some attachments, let's say, on the pipes and things like that, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, we restore the life force in the water itself. Mm-hmm. So the idea about biogeometry is using those biogeometry shapes or using design in general to restore a harmonized energy of life into whatever we do. And you know the word design, there is nothing around you where you cannot apply some form of design. Mm-hmm. Everything is design. So actually biogeometry has a place everywhere. Mm-hmm. And here wh- when I I-, I was in Egypt now and they came and asked me to build those huge 
centers for mental disabilities. Now, they came to me as an architect, and I'm an architect, and I built, I designed the centers. But then there was this other step. But you have shown through some postgraduate work and thesis that shape can actually alter the chemical balance in the brain. Could that help those children? We already had a few doctor's degrees where we showed it, they were applied to such existing centers. So we designed a project that would actually uh, help uh, the children who were in there to uh, get a normal perception and enabling them to interact with society so that we can reintegrate them backwards. And then once we designed the project, the second step, which is very important, is now people will not believe that the architecture shape of a space can change the brain of people. You, you know, you're, you cross the wall. It's you, a hard you, cell. It's a hard cell. So you know yeah. what I had to do? Yeah. I went and said, okay, I'm not waiting till I build the project. I have to, to do something before I even uh, go out on to the media of the project. So I actually built one of those pavilions. I built it in a wooden structure like that, like pergola. I built that pavilion in the garden of our office. And I would tell people, look, let's not speak about it. Mm -hmm. Here is a pavilion. Mm -hmm. Come and sit there. And then you get people who go in there. And uh, one lady came in there, and she had uh, uh, this thing. You know, most of those people have a reduced field of perception, like a claustrophobic things, you know. So if something happens, if you're aware of this and something happens just outside it, here outside, it gives you stress because you don't know, you, you know, it really is very claustrophobic like that. So imagine a person who's lived all his life that way, all of a sudden he goes into a space and this thing opens and for the first time in, in their life, they see the world the way we see it. I've seen the look on the parents and on the children, when they went in there, you, you, you know, you could go in tears for the first time. And some children went in there for about one and a half hours, and the effect stayed with them for 24 hours when they went wow. back home. And we have lots of testimonials and things like that already in the pavilion. So I told uh, my office there uh, that our center in Egypt should be open to all those with special needs yeah. and they can come in our garden at whatever time they want and all that they'll be served whatever uh, they need to drink or, or eat or something and they can s bring the children to play in there or stay in there yeah. and experience it themselves yeah. so we've been doing that and then some interesting idea came out of it and I'm very excited about this new idea because one person said yes but it will take two years till you build those centers and what if they're not built? You, you know, anything, those big projects, sometimes they're built, sometimes not. We need that today. Mm -hmm. So I told him, well, I don't know. Uh, he said, well, can you make this uh, sort of pavilion? Can you make it smaller so I can build it inside my bedroom or something mm -hmm. like this? Mm -hmm. Then the other guy said, no, I have a better idea. Why don't you 
make a miniature pavilion and instead of letting it only radiate to the inside, you can make it radiate inside and outside and make it like a lampshade. Oh, where brilliant. everybody who has a problem can put it there. Where I can put it in my office. Mm. In a studio like this, why not hang it up there because you have all this uh, electromagnetic radiation here. Mm-hmm. So everybody needs that because none of us has a sort of uh, a proper level of neurotransmitters and all that in the brain. We are all much below normal with all this modern uh, life we're living. Mm -hmm. So this is the last thing we are researching at the moment Mm -hmm. is this lampshade. You know, with those projects, when I saw those children coming into our pavilion, Mm -hmm. I really felt this is a a good vocation. Mm -hmm. Uh, It gave me the feeling Although I'm the founder of Biogeometry and did so many things, I'm very proud of that. But when I saw those children, I looked at them and said, maybe all those Mm -hmm. 70-plus years that were given to me are just for those children. It's just for that day. You know, this is the feeling I felt Mm -hmm. when I saw the children go under there and change. Is this the special needs project you were alluding to? That's the special to? needs yes. project. That's, that's just we are, uh, wonderful. We're going to do them. The government wants to do them all over Egypt in six places mm. in Egypt. Now, you could, you could use this type of projects for, imagine, for the elderly. Yeah. You know, the elderly here, they help you uh, all those years, and then mm. at the end, you don't help them back. Mm. So what if such a center where the elderly are put back there, where they regain their health, where they start, instead of entering into all those brain problems, because Mm -hmm. most of them will have them, Mm -hmm. that our elderly start seeing the world differently. They start having less tension inside them. Mm -hmm. We can do spas like that. We can do lots of things like Mm -hmm. that. So this is uh, the last thing I've been working on uh, lately in Egypt, yeah. That's very exciting. That's very exciting. And so that answers the other question, too, about scalability. Biogeometry, it seems like it's uh, it's just applicable on every level, from wearing a pendant to, uh, you know, ha- applying a biosignature on the body or drawing yes. it to buildings, to furniture. So... Just whole cities. Uh, whole yeah. cities. <laughs> Maybe they, they they can the girls can give you s- some ideas. Uh, Dorea yeah. runs our uh, n- North American uh, Canadian company. Lila is uh, she's the d- design. She mm-hmm. runs the design department, but she's also responsible for all the products and manufacturing all over the world. So she's mm-hmm. constantly traveling to manufacturers and things like that to make sure we're getting the products and all that. So they can uh, tell you about all what they have <laughs> and what they will have soon. You know, so they have lots down the after let's, let's yeah, do that. I just want to give yeah. a reminder. Uh, it's uh, about 10 after 1 now, so okay. we want to make sure we talk about everything that you, <laughs> that want, you to want to talk, talk about. about. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can be quick anyway, but we basically covered that we can apply biogeometry to anything. So the biosignatures uh, that are related to the body, this is where you, bu- you get the, the products that have to be something that you wear, and that's why we thought jewelry seems to be the most suitable thing. So that's on a personal level. And then you have the home, 
And when it comes to the home, it's endless because now we figured instead of just putting a shape that works, why not make it into a table or make it into a chair? So it's not just a random shape that just is put there. No, it's actually usable in the house, so it has a function to it. And then from that level, of course, we have architecture that uh, you can apply by geometry in the houses and and all the way up to large-scale projects when and you work. And it's accessible to anybody, right? Let's say if somebody doesn't have the resources to have a home constructed using these design principles or, uh, you know, it, there's something that... Uh, any individual can do to their home. Uh, it, uh, those are the kinds of tools you have available that people, even who haven't studied biogeometry, can use them? Well, for we've done things, we're working on things. We're trying to build um, like this whole commercial aspect of things. So we've done furniture, we're opening it up commercially now. Um, and we're even trying to work on more like curtains and, and bed sheets and coasters and trays and all kinds of things that you can just have uh, in the house that uh, it, so it works on every level of, of everything that you do. Um, in the courses that we teach, of course, you learn how to uh, you learn certain design principles that you can do some uh, yourself. We teach how you can make certain corrections to the home things on the to the electromagnetic fields in the house and the, the earth radiation and all the geopathic stress, all of this. So you learn methods mm -hmm. of how to correct things in the courses um, yourself. And we teach you to, to be able to measure as well since you kind of need to see it yourself. You can't just trust us like this. You know, you have to see it, feel it. Mm -hmm. And so, so we teach that. For those who do not know how to apply or do not take the course, We've created a home kit that you can that you can put in the house and you can install it. It's simple. Of course, it doesn't give the total solution that if you're working on a house from the beginning. So if you're working on the on the, the drawings of the house before you start the actual plans of the house, that would be the strongest effect that you would have uh, in the in the environment and so on. Of course, if you can work on a large scale, then you're even getting a bigger effect on the whole city or that's when we say we work on a city that's an ultimate solution because you're working on everything together um, so so we are we have we have solutions for the for the home we do work with uh, we we obviously architects and we work with architects on projects um, so it's available everything and we have practitioners also that uh, level of practitioners where people can go and and work on your house and figure out the, where the problems are and install things uh, to correct the, the house. And I suppose one can find the practitioners by going to your website, is we that right? We have the website, thebiogeometry.com, and it lists the, the, the practitioners that are the, certified. The thing to know about biogeometry is all of the products, we do have products, but it's not it's not our main um, mm -hmm. goal. Mm -hmm. All the products come out of a research project. Mm -hmm. So what happened, the pendant that we showed, that was a hepatitis C research project in Egypt. And when, when it was announced on TV, it was using uh, what we called, it was similar to this pendant that I have, but it was like a square mm -hmm. pendant. And when that was announced on TV, we weren't selling anything at mm -hmm. that time, but people came and they were like, well, what can we do? So we provided it through the government. Mm -hmm. But if you even, if you go on our website, if you just scroll to the bottom, you'll find a link that just says, um, download our biosignatures emitter. Mm -hmm. And that's something you can try for free. Mm -hmm. That's okay. just something you download? It's, it's a paper that you download, and it has these biosignature shapes yeah. um, on each side. And what you do is you put your picture in the middle, 
and every day you just need to you hang it up so don't put it in a closed drawer don't put something on it and you just swipe it in case there's any dust on it and it's designed in a way to connect your energy system through the picture mm -hmm. to the bicycle so it mm -hmm. won't have the same effect as the pendant but for example it's really neat for pets mm -hmm. so we have all our pets on there mm -hmm. um, it's, it, it works well. And we have them wearing stuff, yeah, too. So I mean. Yeah, that's <laughs> already, yeah. Oh, you're kidding. Yes. Yeah. But it, it works really well. I mean, we have a lot of people, if you work with, uh, we work with some animal shelters, so mm -hmm. it's, it's a good yeah. solution for them. Um, we don't, we don't have, uh, we actually do have cows in, in Quebec where we're working with cows mm -hmm. and raising leukocyte cows. They are all wearing the pendant. <laughs> would, if a pet or an animal wears such a pendant, would it help, uh, you know, the fleas to stay away or whatever? Does it have any effect? like that or actually my, my dog's been wearing the pendant for uh, for how long now for yeah. 10 years 12 years or even more uh -huh. uh, she had a tumor and it went away for wow. so that was one of the miraculous wow. things that mm -hmm. happened with her which mm -hmm. which was not uh, it was miraculous because it wasn't intended like mm -hmm. I just had her wear the pendant because I was so scared mm -hmm. and also I've never put any of the flea medicine on her and she's a big dog because <laughs> you know like plants and animals once you raise uh, mm -hmm. or balance the immune system there's a self-protective mechanism like odors and things that mm -hmm. come out right. that do the proper protection. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, it, it wasn't <coughs> researched scientifically, but it just works with her. Well, so we were involved. This, it's not really the same thing, but in agriculture we were involved in the parasite research yeah. project. Yeah. And that works, yeah. With plants to, um, if you apply by geometry from the start, then the plants wouldn't uh, get parasites. Yeah, they don't. Do they don't have the we the weaknesses aren't allowed to develop. So yeah. the so the, the inherent the life yeah. form has its inherent strength and ability yeah. to heal itself. We did that in uh, in Holland for three years mm -hmm. uh, with the Parasite Center in the University of Wageningen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So, uh, not a lot of time left, but l is there anything else that we want to talk about today? <laughs> well, <laughs> well you're, you, you know, maybe while you're here, if you're too. in biogeometry, yeah. the, it won't end. We can stay no. tomorrow. Well, you can but stay <laughs> as long as you like, actually, because uh, we're in no rush. <laughs> you know, if you, if you, but uh, you're here in Toronto for the Total Health Show, right? Yeah, yeah we're here for the Total Health Show. Yes, yes the Total, Total Health, Health Show. Yes. Yes. Which, which starts this. Uh, which starts I think it opens like at 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Yeah. 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 yeah, And then right, and then Saturday and Sunday. And uh, what is your schedule there? You have a booth we first of all. Booth. Yeah, we have a booth at the yes. Health yes. Show. And um, what? We have a workshop on Sunday um, mm -hmm. at 6 p.m. But I would say to, to really be the the time would be on the website because uh, off the top yeah. of my head, I, I think it is six to nine. I think it's yeah. six to on nine. Sunday. On Sunday. Okay. Who can attend? Um, anybody can attend. It's open to the public. It's uh, I, I think you have to purchase a ticket, but it's it's once you have a ticket, you can attend. And we have a talk tomorrow mm -hmm. at tomorrow? 3 p.m. Yeah. Okay. And the workshop is it to teach the fundamental basics? So anybody who might want to learn about biogeometry, at least get an introduction to it. Uh, the workshop is going to teach you a bit about. Uh, we have a certain set of. Uh, energy quality measurement tools mm -hmm. that can allow you to find uh, certain locations of geopathic stress in your home mm -hmm. and okay. as well as to assess uh, assess different supplements or okay. um, anything on your energy system. So we're going to introduce those. Okay, okay, that's wonderful. It's a sort of a scientific aspect of radiesthesia of dowsing where we have developed certain instruments with dials on them and you can adjust them to the different uh, harmonics or you, you know waves when they move like this they have the angle of incidence of the wave and every time you change the amplitude you change the angle of incidence and so the quality uh, effect 
the shape of the wave affects the quality uh, it projects. So we actually use dials to detect the angle of that quality. So it's a very simple, very scientific uh, method and very effective. And lately, uh, we were asked to provide those tools uh, for sale to all dowsing and radiesthesia uh, communities around the world because they wanted this very uh, precise tool. Mm -hmm. So we said okay and we put a very uh, detailed manual with it so that others uh, who are not studying by geometry want to use it for their uh, whatever their, their type of detection they're doing, they can use our instruments. So we've put this instrument out uh, our instructors all over North America had asked us for that, and then we told them, okay. And this is the instruments we're going to produce and explain uh, to people because it puts the basis of uh, future developments mm -hmm. uh, in our research are based on this basic instruments that has attachments that can grow mm -hmm. endlessly. Excellent. So this is what we're going to uh, introduce a bit, uh, th this new paradigm and this new way of measurements. And... Uh, this, uh, these instruments give you the possibility uh, of this spiritual connection, of seeing this uh, spiritual connection in everything that is not available in any other instruments that, that you use outside by geometry. You don't have methods of measuring mm -hmm. such levels of harmony. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to introduce the people who might uh, be interested in using them and That's maybe one day they'll want to study biogeometry, but yeah. otherwise they can use them in their own disciplines. I think that's very exciting that yeah. you've opened it up like this, that anybody can kind of come. And they don't have to know how to douse already to yeah. attend the workshop on Sunday, do yeah. they? No. They can, yeah. They can come. You know, we are, we are also putting one thing out in public. We Remember, we did once, maybe not last year, the year before, we did a, a whole uh, show on biosignatures, remember? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, then I, I had told you I was working on the book yes. on biosignatures, and now at last it should be out in September. That's and exciting. And there we have gone further. Mm -hmm. The reason we delayed the book is mm -hmm. we made this book like a sort of a bit of an encyclopedia into how to understand energies, how to deal with them, and the, how to understand the energy of shape and the laws of similarities and mm -hmm. all that through history. And so the book is a very comprehensive mm. introduction. And then it goes into biosignatures. It explains the biogeometry and biosignatures and how to use them. Mm -hmm. So everybody can buy this book, can have it at home. And you don't need to study biogeometry. If you have the book at hand, it's like a very good... We don't uh, speak about treatment. Mm -hmm. Because you saw, I explained to you our paradigm is I am the environment. So it's an environment... Uh, a sort of environment harmonizing method. Mm -hmm. It's harmonizing the exchange between your body organs and the environment. Mm -hmm. And so it's a sort of a preventive thing. And imagine it's also a very uh, affordable mm -hmm. medicine for poor communities. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you should treat with it, but I'm saying that you can use it uh, as a preventive thing. And, you know, we say... Uh, prevention will make you not need treatment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So, exactly. yeah, if you use it effectively in prevention, you wouldn't uh, yeah. need to go for treatment. And I know you can't make any claims, but I think I, I can be free to say that I've tried them and they're, <laughs> they're very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, yeah. you see, it's the body has its uh -huh. secrets. Yeah. The, the divine doctor in you yeah. has capabilities that we can't even dream yeah. of. So mm -hmm. just by harmonizing the energy flow mm -hmm. in your system and harmonizing how you fit into your environment, uh, how your environment interacts with you. Just by doing that, mm -hmm. some inner doctor, mm -hmm. or I could say the whole universe, starts flowing mm -hmm. in you. And then some unexpected healings mm -hmm. can occur. Mm -hmm. So you can tell us about your experience, but that's why I wanted to put it in that context, that there is something, a higher thing. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say in biogeometry, I always say that to students in biogeometry, I tell them, look, okay, I have a PhD, I have so many degrees, but the highest degree I can give you in biogeometry is the degree of a doorman. Mm -hmm. We open the door and let the universal harmony come in. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do in biogeometry. So now you can tell us about your experience after I put it in the right context. <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, I had a burn on my finger once, and I, I applied the biosignature for a burn, and the stinging instantly stopped. Instantly. Laila actually had Laila when she was... I was about eight years old, actually. Really? I, yeah, that was the first time we try burns. It's a, it's it's one of the things that we have very very good success in. Because yeah. I was actually burn, uh, boiling Again, water, yeah, and no claims. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the, the, the boiler the boiler exploded. Exploded oh, wow. the whole thing, yeah. Wow. So I got burned. And, and she was a child. She was yeah. there, and she got boiling water. The thermostat yeah. went wrong, and she had complete a, burns. A, a complete yeah. burn, her frontal part like that, and they said she'll have those scars for life. Wow. And luckily, well, yeah, uh, luckily we didn't. We did it, uh, and uh, I didn't do any plastic uh, surgery. Uh, the healing wow. process okay, and was amazing. And but you know, one thing, one <laughs> thing fine. she doesn't <laughs> like about that medallion, you know, in summer, yes, yeah. they, we go to the beach house, and they go and stay in the sun, till they are, they come back like tomatoes. You, you know, they're so red. <laughs> Hoping All to of get them a tan. Coming. <laughs> so I see them coming in, and. It's considered I, a burn. I have four mm -hmm. children, you know, the girls and two boys. And now I imagine, now we're going to have a night, <laughs> you, you know, with temperature and all things, and I might have to call a doctor, go to the hospital. But I tell them, stay one hour maximum. They stay four or five hours, and then they come, four tomatoes coming into the house. I have a gel marker mm -hmm. beside me, you know. They come in, come eat. I put the bisignature, next, next, next. I put the bisignature. The bisignature. Mm. So wow. by the time we get to the evening and all that, the whole thing recedes a bit. Mm. But what they don't like is that next day there's no tan. <laughs> because like tan is again. a burn. <laughs> so they make it on purpose, you know, mm. that when they go to the beach... They take away all the medallions and everything. Mm. Just to get a little bit of just a tan. Just to get a tan. <laughs> oh. And I see them coming without the medallions. If they kept the medallions, they wouldn't burn anyhow. So wow. uh, I see them coming without the medallions. Burn, I'm waiting with my marker, right you know, yeah. there. And they say, no, daddy, don't, put the, don't draw on me. Uh, come on, each one of you. And, 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 
<laughs> so it's funny in summer. Uh, so the Burns works very well. The Burns by Signature, yeah. it's a very yeah. successful one for us. And I've actually purchased some of the uh, non-toxic markers, yeah. and I, I wanted to now actually draw some of the biosignatures on my body yeah. uh, for areas that I think need centering. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to put it on the areas. Uh, you uh, can put it anywhere. anywhere. Oh, really? Anywhere. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you know, you can't take your pen and go yeah, here, yeah, down there, and down there. <laughs> exactly, no, no. Exactly. You just throw it anywhere, and it will work. But the most important thing is you have to know the starting point. Yes. That's very, very delicate. Yes. Because it's like a, a tube that is shaping energy. Yes. And once you draw it, mm-hmm. energy will always go into the bisincture from the starting point. Mm-hmm. It will never go from the other side. Mm-hmm. Now, if you start at the other side, you're reshaping the energy. Mm-hmm. It's like a musical no, uh, mm-hmm. symphony or something. Mm-hmm. You're putting it upside down. Mm-hmm. So, in the book that's coming up, we have a, li- a little arrow showing uh, how to draw it. And I explained to you even how to uh, hold the pen or pencil in your hand. I'm so glad you w- mentioned when, that. When you, when you draw it, yes, yeah. because I yeah. see... You don't want it zagging like yes. that. You want it free-flowing. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, when I look uh, at young children, even grown-ups today, the way they hold their pens, most of them are so... Uh, they're choking the pen right. or, or grasping it in such a way that there's no really... When you write, there's no flow of energy. Mm-hmm. Writing should become a healing exercise because, you know, when you write, you go lie, left, right left so if you make a free energy flow mm-hmm. you you can do that with the bisignature that's a very important thing mm-hmm. how you hold your engraver or how you hold mm-hmm. your pen and the point to start i'm so glad you mentioned that i was i wanted to ask you if the book was going to have the little arrows it, but i didn't know if it was too technical a <laughs> no, question no, no, it has it actually and okay, there is the the I'll tell you, there's, there's also with the book uh-huh. there's a website can you tell them two words oh, about the website good. Oh, the bisignature website. Application. So it's oh. like those emitters that I spoke about, the yeah. emitter paper emitter that you can get. Well, some people might want, for example, the hepatitis C research project that I spoke about, there was the liver bisignature repeated because that was important for that project. So mm-hmm. we have actually an application where you can get a base emitter and then mm-hmm. add on it whatever bisignatures that you feel you need wow. and then create your own personalized emitter. That's and amazing. That's yes. Okay, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. What's the website? Um, that? It's it's not out yet. It's going to be out with the book. With the book. So in September? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So in September it okay. will be out. On All our right. website. So on bijamchi.com, we'll definitely okay. have a link on there if you go to Bicycle. Okay, good. And then and, and then finally, and I, I know you have to go, but a question I really wanted to ask, but I think you may have answered it, was, you know, after this illustrious 45 years of achievements, and thank you so much for sticking with it for so long for all of us. Um, and setting such a great example for others to follow in your footsteps, you know, to follow their visions, uh, even if they're, uh, you know, they're very pioneering and, 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 and so far outside of the mainstream. Uh, I was going to ask you, after all this, what would be your, what would you want to see the final kind of a crowning glory? But it seems you may have seen and found it with these special needs. You're I'm not sure. No, you know, those special needs is, uh, l- let's say, the most important project I've done till now. But looking at the future, my most important uh, achievements or projects, I have four of them. 
Okay. Two girls oh. and two boys. Two boys. <laughs> and no, because you know, yeah. <laughs> really, yeah, people live their life thinking of work, thinking of that, my achievement here, my achievement, and they don't really know that their biggest achievement is actually the forming process of their own children. Mm. That's the biggest achievement you can do in your life. Oh. And I am thankful now that I can leave by geometry in the hands of my children and I know they're capable. Mm -hmm. They're capable because they were born into it. Mm -hmm. It's different when somebody is born into a paradigm. You don't have to explain anything to them. Mm -hmm. They've lived it, the understanding. Nothing for them is called a miracle. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a saying, it's, we don't believe in miracles, we depend on them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. That's my four yeah. <laughs> children, yes. Yeah. And so I'm happy now to be able to put the future of biogeometry in their hands and they can take it in the future. It gives me a sort of an inner uh, satisfaction. And so the next uh, few years, uh, I'd like to sort of concentrate on writing books. Mm, that's putting wonderful. It ever, putting everything yeah. uh, on paper mm -hmm. while they take the helm of biogeometry. That's wonderful. Yes. That's great news. Great news. We're looking forward to your books. And congratulations to you two. Thank you. And Saeed, who couldn't join us today. Yes. Uh, I haven't met your fourth child. I know he's living on the West Coast. He's on the West Coast. He has uh, a tennis academy. A tennis academy. And it's, uh, it's actually a life academy where oh. people, you, you bring your uh, young people there. He takes care of the schooling uh -huh. and their tennis mm -hmm. and then after that he will take the responsibility of putting them into universities mm -hmm. with scholarships mm -hmm. so and they'll be getting money studying mm -hmm. and all that so he takes care of their whole future by uh, giving them a good base in tennis and he is uh, doing a lot because uh, he's a finance uh, specialist background, yeah. background. Uh, both my children uh, the boys are like that so he works with us a lot on uh, the marketing of biogeometry and mm -hmm. things like that. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, and Said uh, is taking care of all the practitioner department yeah. of people going and doing things in the houses. So each one of them mm -hmm. is really taking part of one part of biogeometry into the future. And so you're taking over the education as well, the training courses and That's uh, Dorea's uh, domain. Okay. My wife, Rawia, was doing the education for all those years. Wow, but yeah, now, she's amazing too. Yeah, but <laughs> now it's say. time uh, yeah. that uh, Dorea takes this yeah. part. And uh, Dorea and Lila, uh, and, and I don't know if you can speak for Said as well, are you all planning on staying in Canada? We never know where where we are. I mean, we have a company. Uh, our headquarters is in Canada, in Montreal. So I I've think. I've been here for twelve years now. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. So, so I think well, we're here to stay. Good. Between here, good. between here and Egypt. So yeah. Let, let's good. say a bit uh, here, a bit there. Okay. Well, all it's right. It's great to have you guys in Toronto, at least all, uh, for the weekend, so people will get a chance to see you. Know, you by now, by now, you this is like home. You know. Mm -hmm. I've, Every time I come to Toronto, it's always 
<laughs> passing by here. So uh, exactly. I, I'm always a, welcome. Well, you know, we would love to be a research subject for those lampshades, <laughs> right? Yes. And we can. Uh, we'll do can something like that. Place. Yeah, we'll do something like that next time when we come. Okay. Oh, that we'll sounds We'll come wonderful. with and, and put something and make your research subject. That would yeah. be so awesome. Oh, that and would I'm be really amazing. looking forward to reading that book when it comes out in September as well. <laughs> yes, and yeah. uh, and the workshop this uh, Sunday is wonderful, and your s- talk. Uh, at 4 p.m. on Saturday, I think yeah. it is, at the Total Health Show in your booth. Okay. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank, yeah. you. Yeah. thank, thank you, so you for hosting us. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. All right. So I think that's uh, it for Liquid Lunch today, Rose. I think that's it. This was a special show it for very re- special guests. It was really good. So yes. thanks for yeah, helping thank to set it all up. Oh, you're so welcome. It was a, an honor, always an honor to have you on, to invite you on. Yeah. Uh, it's our honor being with you. Yeah. All right. Bye, Thank everybody. You. We'll see you next time right here on LiquidLunch.channel.com. Bye.